Welcome, everybody, once again to Why Did I Like It? I am the nefarious Mike A. Sims. Let's get right into it. So today's topic is Laser Challenge Team Force. But Mike, what is this? You might be asking. This is the first at-home laser challenge game, which I owned alongside my brother, of course. So unless, okay, this is impossible that you would not know what this is, but I'm going to feed you baby birds. In case you don't know what laser tag is. Baby birds, it's time for Big Eagle. Big Eagle. Big Eagle! To feed you. So laser tag was actually invented by the United States Army back in like the 70s because they used to use it for combat training, which is crazy to think that that's where it started. So they would use it, you know, just to go through drills and everything like that, which means that like all this technology that we think, even I know even Wi-Fi was around like in the mid 80s and 90s, like they had a, a very loose concept of it. So the fact that laser tag technology was around way before it actually became popular is crazy. So but the first person to actually turn it into something of a game was uh, George Carter III. He was the first one to actually make a laser tag arena. And his idea was based off of Star Wars and Star Trek, but he wanted to call it a photon arena, which is not as catchy. Could you imagine like, oh, let's go, let's go play photon today. Like it just doesn't, that also sounds, and as a nerd, as you can tell by all the things that I've liked, even I was like, that's a bit much. Like I wouldn't even want to go to that because I don't know what that means. I mean, I know what a photon is. I'm not an idiot, but I'd be like, no, nah, I'm not going to the photon arena. Mike, let's go, to, let's go, let's go play photon, photon. Then I'd be confused in college. I'd be like, you mean futon? Should we lay down? You guys want to go play lay down? But he he developed the first arena in 1984. It was called George Carter III's Photon Laser Tag Center, and it was in Dallas, Texas, and opened in 1984. And that was the beginning of what would eventually become a, a, a huge fad. And by the mid-90s, you had laser tag arenas everywhere. And not only, in a, like, not only just arenas, like around here on Long Island, we had QZAR, we had... I think laser something else. There was a few of them. And even like Fun Zone had a laser tag arena. But even regular arcades would have entire back areas dedicated just to laser tag. Actually, the other day, I went to a place called Explore Safari or whatever, or Explore whatever for kids I took my son to. And they had a laser tag arena there. Of course we played. And it was, but at the ninth in the 90s, it was the peak. It was the peak. Like you would go to a laser tag arena and see everybody from your school, or you'd have birthday parties there. And you would be told, of course, no run, no running. Tighten your packs, do whatever. You get right in there. Immediately start running. Just take off. And then try to murk your friends. Try to murk your enemies. Try to murk. If, you, if, you, if the adults dare to get in there. If the adults, if the adults even, oh, I got to calm down, even attempted to get in there, that was your first target. You had to murk the adults because they should not even be in there. And you know what's funny? Is the adults were probably like my age now, like in their 30s. But back then, they seemed like they were 60 years old. So I was like, why are these senior citizens in here playing laser tag? They, what, did they think they could survive us? Because they used to watch Predator? Because they watched Die Hard? No, 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 no. We were watching Batman the Animated Series and uh, I can't remember anything else. Blank Check. So we were used to surviving, okay? But anyway, laser tag arenas were massive. And the thing with, with, with laser tag was the arenas had these different hiding spots and like different like barricades and walls you can like, you know, shoot through. But I mean, except for the kids who were really trying to like snipe somebody you just kind of ran around shooting at your friends like like wildly you just threw the trigger like blam 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 like you just trying to murk anybody who was around and um it was always terrible if you were like the, the one kid who got like 
like lit up the most because <laughs> when you walked out, you had these big like vest things on that would like, you know, keep score of how many times you were killed and how many kills you had and everything. And when you walked out and if you were the kid who had like 34, like you died 34 times, everybody was shaving like, ah, <laughs> so, sorry. Be like, ah. <laughs> 90s kids were ruthless. So you'd walk out and they'd be like, oh, you did not want to be that kid who had like the most deaths. So you walk out there you would look, you'd be like, please, 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 please. Mike Sims, 27 kills. I mean, that's 11. Whew, thank God. I was, all, yeah, I was, I was very prolific. I was very good at laser tag. And I have no idea why. It was just one of those things where, you know, every now and then where you'll pick up something and you'll just be very, really good at it. Like I've seen a dude once just pick up a Frisbee and just be like able to sail it like effortlessly, like distances that I, were unheard of. I think one time he threw it from here to like New Jersey. It was crazy. I mean, you know, I'm in New York, New Jersey. Um, no, but. So then you'd have the next kid come out, Dayton, and it'd be like, 27 kills, nine deaths. All right, okay, cool, cool, cool. Then it'd be like, Brian Peoples, 10 kills, 45 deaths. Ah! <laughs> ah, you terrible. Ah, you died for, how you die 45 times? I didn't even see you get shot. Where were you, standing in the middle? Yo, have you never used a gun before? You're not even trying? Yo, you're the worst. Your parents hate you. You should probably quit and never do anything in life. It was real harsh in the 90s. You didn't want to be that dude. They shamed you. They would shame you. Why was it called laser tag, though? Because you weren't, it's not like, because tag is like you have to run away from one person, and if you get tagged, then you're it, then you chase everybody else. You weren't doing that. You were just trying to kill each other. This was a bloodbath. That's probably why a lot of millennials, because we're from the 90s, are so good at things like Call of Duty and Halo and uh, Battlefield and stuff like that, because all we were trying to do was kill each other and try to survive the mob, try to kill us also. And also just watching Mantar. Maybe that was just me. Rest in peace, big homie. Mantar! Uh, but anyway, so with this popularity of the 90s, obviously, some marketing genius is going to be like, well, why don't we take the fact that they love laser tag and bring it into the homes? And that's when Toy Max decided to develop the very first at-home laser tag game. And it's called Laser Challenge Team Force. And... It wasn't as big because when you were in the actual laser tag arena, you have these massive vests that are basically like wearing a book bag on your back and a book bag on your front or like a bulletproof vest. Like they were huge. And then the guns connected to them and they were big and heavy. They were very bulky in the very beginning. Um, now I feel like they're a little bit lighter. I know the vests are considerably lighter, but the guns were very bulky. This also reminds me, okay, you know what? I'm about to go on rant time. Rant time. It's always funny how when technology first comes out, whether it's like the Xbox or phones or anything like that, it's always massive at first. Like, it's just the biggest thing in the world. For some reason, it seems like in the very beginning, they have to be like, let's, let's put everything we can into this thing so it can work. And then eventually over time, it whittles down to the point where like, basically my phone is like as thin as a piece of paper. But in the very beginning, my mother had a phone from the 80s and this thing looked like a shoe. It was, it was so big and gray. And the antenna was this massive thing that stuck out. It didn't go away, it just stayed up. So I don't... It's a portable phone, but you might as well have the entire house phone with you walking around. And then it died in like 10 minutes. Same thing with like the Xbox. Like the Xbox, the original one was this big bulky. It looked like a cinder block, spray painted black and filled in. It was just huge. And then eventually they would get this thing called the Red Ring of Death where it would just stop working. And I'm like, it's because there's so much stuff in it. There's too much stuff in it. It can't work. It's like, this is, this is, this is too much. I can't deal with this. And same thing with the laser tag guns. The beginning ones were like, they were like, I mean, I guess because it was from army combat, it makes sense now, but you were carrying this massive gun. I'm like 9, 10, 11 years old in there. And of course, you're running top speed with this heavy equipment on you, just like, that's the stuff on you. That's stuff like just bouncing on you. While some random teenager who works there is like, stop running. 
oh man, I can see it like it was yesterday. Stop running and you're sweating bullets because you're carrying like weapons grade military equipment on you. Just, I, I don't understand the need for everything to be so big. It's like, listen, if you want to take more time to develop this so it's small and it's sleek and I can carry it easier, take your time, buddy. I don't miss it because I don't know the technology anyway. You guys could have waited for all this time and came out with the iPhone 1 and we'd have been like, oh, that's a cell phone? Dope. It's that way to go through flip phones and razors and sidekicks and Palm Pilots and Blackberries and all these bulky things and Sprint PCS phones like and Nokias. Like, oh my goodness, just to get to the only phone any of us will ever use, either an Android or an iPhone. Guys, just cut just cut out the middleman. Cut out two decades. Just do 20 years worth of work and give me the end result. It's like cooking. Most people don't want to sit in the kitchen while I cook. They just want to be like, Mike, is it done yet? And I'm like, yeah, it's done. No one helped me. Nobody cares. They just want to eat the food. That's what I'm talking about. Laser challenge. Laser tag is food. Just give me the, the laser food. Laser it into my mouth, if, even if we will. Rant over. Anyway, so um, the idea was for Toy Max to bring the laser tag arena fun home. So they released the first one in 1996, as I said before, and it was a very small version of like the chest piece, which I, the best way to describe it is that it was almost a square with a speaker on the left side and then a red light for when you got hit on the on the right side. And then there was a back part of the vest uh, the the I don't know if it was sold separately, but there was a back part of the uh, chest piece that was shaped like a V and that also had a red light on it. So you could tell if you got hit. And these lights were like. They were so dim like when you got hit, especially because a lot of times you were playing in the daytime. So if you got hit, it was whatever. And then the guns, they had two variations initially. The starter pack came with what is essentially, imagine a regular gun, except they attached from the tip of the gun to the handle. So anybody's ever seen Guardians of the Galaxy, they look just like Star-Lord's guns. So they were like curved. They were almost like, imagine it was like a gun and then it went around your um, knuckles. I was going to order this from Macari, but I was like, I have too many 90s toys. By the way, very quickly, I did get my tech deck. It inexplicably says Bryce on it. For those of you who are at home, the tech deck has the name Bryce. I don't know who Bryce is or if it's a brand or something, but it just says Bryce. So that was very underwhelming. Bryce, if you're looking, listening, I have your tech deck and I will give it back to you for $40. But anyway, it curved around your knuckles and it was basically, you know, it came with one, uh, one each, one, one set, one chest, one gun, whatever have you. Then there was a secondary rifle that was eventually released that was like an actual rifle. It was longer. It looked like um, almost like the Super Nintendo scope. If you guys know what that is, if not Google it. You know what? Actually, you guys can Google all of this and just see it. I don't know why I'm trying to explain it to you in such excruciating detail like Google doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> But yeah, so the range wasn't, I don't remember it being very far. So you had to get kind of kind of close. I mean, it was the first one that was ever released. And I remember the commercial was like, 90s commercials would always make things look way better than they were. First of all, they were always yelling at you. They'd be like, you got to go get it now. You and your friends, you want to battle? Run through the park. Who's going to get it? Who's going to catch you? Come on, jump over things. And the kids were like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and like dive. And like, these kids were like acrobats. It's like, wait, what? My friends and I have never done that before. Yeah, we lie, so we do backflips, but you never actually do a backflip. So, but these kids were like diving and like, they, and also like in the commercial, they had like an actual arena set up. So I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It's supposed to be an at-home laser tag set, but these kids are still in the arena. So why didn't they just go to a laser tag arena? It makes no sense. Did they like buy it and bring the stuff from home? Like, excuse me, sir, can we, we <laughs> you guys want to, you guys, you guys want to play laser tag? No, 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 no. We do, but we brought our own stuff from home. You guys can't do that here. No, no, no. It's okay. It's the nineties. No one cares about anything yet. So let us go in there. We brought our own laser tag. You don't have to charge us. We'll be a couple minutes and we'll be out of here. Guys, like whatever. I'm a teenager. I don't care. It's the nineties. Whatever, dude tubular cowbunga 
But they were they were actually, you know, they were awesome for the time because again, this is like the first set of laser toys that are ever released to the public. So my, you know, my brother, my friends, and I bugged out. My brother and I were the oldest who actually had it in the neighborhood. So we would play against each other constantly. Then we would like switch off and let other people um, use it. And then one day we lost the back to the battery holder and then we just never played with it again. We kind of just moved on. By that time, PlayStation had come out. So we were like, eh, you know, and we played Manhunt instead. But the point is when we played it, it was like, you know, we would run past, you know, trees and try to shoot through it, wouldn't hit it. Then we'd like run past the fence, try to shoot, wouldn't hit it. We'd have to be like face-to-face directly towards each other, <laughs> shooting at each other like it's a duel. Like it's the old West. That's the only way you could actually connect with it. And I remember it being a lot of fun, but like it wasn't very, you know, it was fun. It was fun. I want to say that because if you try to compare it to how it is now or even to an actual laser tag arena, it's never going to measure up. Or even how the commercial was, which was just lying to you. Kids, get it now. Go grab your parents' wallets when they're not looking. Go down to Toys R Us. Ask Jeffrey the Giraffe. He'll give it to you. Go around back. Tell him the guy from the commercial sent you. Go around the back, though. Go around the back. He'll give it, he'll give it to you, guys. Trust me. Trust me. He's cool, man. Play cool, play cool, play cool. That's what he wanted you to do, basically. And, um, you know... It was fun for what it was. It didn't have the most range and it wasn't the most, like, again, practical. You know, it was fun. I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, To put a button on this episode before it gets too long, why did I like the Laser Challenge Team Force? Also, I don't know how it's called Team Force unless you're supposed to buy two different packages because they only came with two sets of guns and vests. So to be a team, you'd have to buy two different boxes so there could be four of you playing. Otherwise, what is your team? You by yourself? And why, what are you forcing? This is the team force. Like, I don't know, force somebody to play with you. Put this vest on right now and play with me. Or you just put, you both put the vest on and you guys are a team, but there's no one else because no one else can afford it. So you just kind of like, we're a team force. So hopefully somebody will eventually get another set of them so you can play against them. I don't know. That name seems very misleading. It sounds like just something from the 90s, like Secret Wars, which was literally Marvel like comics being like, what two words do kids like? Secret. And what else? Wars. Okay, Secret Wars. So they probably like, kids, you want to be a team, right? So what word sounds cool with team? Force. Stop asking kids what they want in the 90s. They didn't know what they wanted. They were ridiculous. Anyway, uh, why did I like it? It's laser tag, baby. We love laser tag around here. Does it hold up? No, these toys don't hold up. Absolutely not. They have newer ones that are way more advanced. When I was Googling this, I was like, my goodness. They have ones that look like the ones that I used in the 90s. They have the vests and the guns in there. It's incredible. So yeah, this doesn't hold up. And would I use it today? No. Normally, I buy this stuff, even a tech deck or a brain warp or a quiz whiz or the atomic or a gigapet, like everything that I bought, you know, for this show. Absolutely. I would not waste my and the set was only $14. And I was still like, nah, I'm not wasting my money on that because one, it takes like 30 batteries. It really only takes six, but still six for each thing. No, it takes like 24. Ba- no, it does take 30 batteries. I'm not I'm not spending money on something where I can barely play. Plus, it's only going to be two of us. I need a whole team force. I'm going to be alone with somebody else. We need another team. So if. <laughs> if somebody else buys the two-pack from Macari or eBay, I will then buy it, and then I will get a partner. You get a partner. It will run around my, my old neighborhood as grown adults shooting each other with Laser Challenge Team Force toys. Ah, all right. That's a good place to stop. As usual, check us out at People's Media Network um, on TikTok and Instagram, where all of our other shows are, and you can check out all the good clips we have. You'll see clips from this episode, from all the other podcasts. Follow me on TikTok at Mike A. Sims. That's two M's in Sims. Follow me on Instagram with the same thing, and YouTube, of course. Like, share, subscribe. Like this, subscribe, rate, all the good things. You've been fantastic. I've been the Forest Mike A. Sims, and I will see you on the flip side of humanity. <laughs>